Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip. Survive. And repeat. You guys, we're again very unprepared today. We did a double. This is a double this week, so... It's hard when you do a double. It's hard. I haven't... I did write mine out, but I've not read it through. (laughs) Your notes, you mean? So, yeah. Okay. So this... I'm going to do... It's... I'm going to... You're going to see me reading it through for the first time here. I love it. And show everyone your shirt on YouTube. Dogs because people suck. Because they do. Did you get this on vacation? No, I've had this forever. I'm just like... I worked out today. I just didn't feel like putting on. I did put lipstick on. Good for you. But that's all I got. I got new lip stain, everyone. Yeah, I look like I rolled out of bed. I didn't roll out of bed today. I mean, I did, but I did get, I was ready earlier. <laughs> and then now I'm just in my loungewear. Uh, I, I was wearing loungewear and I actually put jeans on for you two yahoos. I was oh, wearing leggings. Nice you. Well, mostly because the um, gigantic shoes that I bought would look really ridiculous with leggings, I think. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of the style right now. Is it? Actually, I don't know. I'm I, wearing a dog t-shirt, a dog shirt. So I mean, don't ask me. In all honesty, you should see me when I take my dog out. This is like phase one of my like turning into a more of a dog person. I think that's fine. Like um, I'm going to start having like ceramic dog things around probably <laughs> and like... <laughs> outfits um, and do you have the sticker on the back of the car with just two no, people and a dog no it's i'm not a fan of those but it could be my yet. future do you not know yet. what i see uh, i've seen around recently a lot hmm. is there's a couple stickers i've seen one on a minivan that says hella kids in this bitch oh <laughs> and then one of the moms who goes to my son's like takes her kids to my son's school uh she just she only has two kids so it's not hella so it just says kids up in this bitch <laughs> it amuses me so much I that's don't like think, the new that's like replacing the stick well, figure she she has a thing at the bottom mm-hmm. of a car driving into a bunch of stick figures and it says i don't care about your stick figure family <laughs> guess what i don't and i don't care how many miles you've run no, get out of here with that shit. Or where you've gone. I don't want to see OBX. Do or, you like that my car talk. says a girl's got a ride? Yeah, but you're into, I get it if that's like your hobby, but your hobby's not going to the Outer Banks. No, but or I like, will say that I, when I, I guess I, the running one is kind of a, a running thing. Yeah. Can't. Well, the girl, a girl's got a ride. I had to get a horse sticker to go with it because that kind of sounded like I really like to ride dick. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. A when girl's got a ride. I put it on my car and I was like. Yeah. So I got the horse decal to put on it. I'm just not into like stuff on my car. I usually am not, but my uh, kids and at the time husband got me the sticker. So I felt like I had to. You have to then. But then I was like, this sounds a little dirty. So then I got the horse decal on my own. So now I have two things on my car to like cancel out the sexualness of the first sticker. And I like that. Thank you. I also feel <laughs> like when I was training for the half marathon that I ran like 10 years ago I almost got like a 12.5 is that a half 13.1 13.1 it's been that long and yeah. I was like take it easy I barely crossed the finish line like I was like hobbling <laughs> Todd's like you can do it I'm like hobbling I'm like I don't deserve that sticker what is this wine oh this is um black box pinot grigio we're really classing it up today uh-huh 70 gold medals and it's really good. It's a Pinot Grigio. Like I said, it's white. It's very light. Very bright and delicious. 
um, honeydew, juicy flavors of citrus and apple. Very light. Um, it's just a great, it's a 2019 from California. It's just a great <laughs> it's, crisp. It's good for a day like today. Yeah, it's, a, it's hot as for butt a, outside. Yeah, I know. It's Look at so Danelle's like all excited and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's hot and Danelle's wearing a sweatshirt. It's cold in here. It's 72. <laughs> That's not cold. <laughs> and it's still like sweaty. Kind of. Really? Yeah, my armpits are just like. And my a hands are a little slick, but they're always kind of slimy. It's gross. Oh, I don't have any slickness. Oh, did I? I told you. Um, I found out what this rash is between my fingers. I didn't know you had a rash between oh, your fingers. Oh, I do. I was very concerned. Uh, at first, I thought it was just eczema. Then Maybe I thought infantago is like a impetigo. Is that how you say it? Impentago? No, infantago. Oh, God, what is that? I had it when I was a kid, and it's very contagious. Usually kids get it from, like, just being dirty and gross. Oh, okay, no. But adults can get, you can get it from your kid, or, like, it itches. But Declan doesn't have, so anyway, I went to the dermatologist. (laughs) Let me tell you what I really have. Let me tell you what I have. Um, And it turns out the dermatologist thinks that it is poison ivy. Oh, shit. And she, she goes, were you gardening? And I was like, oh, Hello, no. Have I, have, I have people who do that because I live in an apartment. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. So I was like, no. And she goes, do you have a dog? And I go, um, yes. And she goes, it could be your dog. Like, got into poison ivy, and then you pet it. You pet her. Petted her? Mm. Patted her? Anyway. Really? If the oil gets on her fur, but not her skin, and then I touch it, I can get it. Interesting. I didn't know that. So anyway, so I've had this rash for a few weeks, which she said is pretty typical of um, poison ivy. Does it itch really bad? Yes. Yeah, that's probably what it is. And I keep I keep trying not to itch it, but then all of a sudden I'll just be like, ah, and just itch it, and then it starts bleeding, and I'm like, Jesus. I Christ. had this um, bout of eczema when I was like in my mid to late 20s, Yeah. and it would always be on my feet, and it would itch so fucking bad, and mm-hmm. one day it just went away, and it has not been back. Have you ever had that thing where it itches inside? Yes, your it, foot. It would. It would. And then once you'd start you know scratching about, Kenny? it. No. Okay. It would Wait get like get older, water blistery. It was gross. Ooh, God, it was yeah. nasty. It's not good. No, it's um, gone. Speaking of dermatologists, though, uh, I got Botox in my basically entire face. Mm-hmm. Show them where you got it. Okay. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'll explain and show. Yeah. Uh, I got it across my forehead because I. Here's the thing. I have a very expressive face and I use my eyebrows a lot to make expressions. And so my forehead has pretty deep wrinkles in it. And it's not like a bad thing. It's just, they don't look great, especially because I have such short hair and like my forehead's out. Yeah. Like sun's out. It's like ready. Out. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. But um, not in a good, not in a, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Like in a really <laughs> shitty way. <laughs> it's like fucking ugly. <laughs> no, you've got a great face shape and structure. Oh boy. I don't know how to say that in like a, no, Boy, I like right. it. I like it. Okay, so uh, so we did the whole forehead, basically, but she didn't go out too far because she said if she goes out too far, then my eyes will droop. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, don't do that. We don't like, want, I don't want droopy eyes. I forgot. I didn't tell you this part. She did a little, like, um, right above the arch of my eyebrow mm-hmm. to try and lift because she said I had flat eyebrows. And so she's like, we're just going to lift those a little bit, give you a little arch. Oh. I was like, oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> that sounds neat. And then we did the bunny scrunches, which is where you scrunch your nose uh-huh. and you have little things there. And then I have a gummy smile. Um, which I didn't know what it was. What that when was. I smile really big, it's all teeth and gums because I have an overbite. Uh, when I was younger, my orthodontist was so worried that my gummy smile would be so pronounced. He wanted to do surgery. Like they wanted to break my jaw. Oh shit. No. And bring it forward <gasps> so that I wouldn't have a gummy smile. And my mom had jaw surgery. Have you ever had braces? Yeah. Okay. 
my mom had jaw surgery because she had an asymmetric jaw and she wanted it straightened. Like it, her chin was off center. Those Kershaw girls. <sighs> so she got it. She got that fixed and they did bring her jaw forward a little bit, but her lips are, have been numb like <gasps> ever since that surgery. Really? I wouldn't let someone break. I mean, my, well, my mom was like, absolutely not. This like, was after no. she did her thing. Yeah. She was like, no, we're never doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I guess I'll just have this overbite then. You don't even have an, like it's, it's very slight. But when I smile, you don't see my bottom teeth at all. It's like, oh. see, I see your bottom teeth. Oh, um, long story short. So they did that <laughs> so that my gummy smile would go away. And she said in 10 days, you'll see the full results, but I can already, my I forehead, can tell on the forehead, my forehead is already like getting numb. So right now I just do the triangle here. Mm-hmm. I go once every quarter, they do like a special. So I just go when it's cheap. And then I think when I was in there last time, my doctor, he's super like conservative. Like he's not a jerk or anything, but he was just like, Hey, are you thinking about maybe like, doing don't your, you love when like, like he's trying to be like polite about that, it. You're like, fuck off. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe like, so I think in December when I turn 40, I'm going to do my these. So I'm like, Oh yeah. And they did those. Yeah. And so, you said it didn't hurt. Because no. this kind of hurt. This triangle kind of hurts. You know, it just feels like a lot of pinching. But yeah. again, I was doing it for work and I was live on Facebook. And so I was trying to talk to the doctor while she was injecting me. And the nurses said that my, like, everything looked fine, except they could see my feet and my feet were shaking. <laughs> but you were also, like, trying to multitask. See, I couldn't yeah, do I that. I was trying to talk, not smile, because I didn't want to, like, if you smile, you don't your face be- moves. I was, like, trying to be, like, so... Tell me about this Botox. And not also like show the audience that you're like feeling pain. Like I'm like, ow, ow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like sometimes the needle hurts and sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's, I, I love it, it. It kind of, anyway, it's also I, I'm a facial sweater as you know. Um, and this is supposed to help with facial sweating. Would you ever do the Botox in the armpits? I couldn't do that. I don't, I don't sweat a ton from my armpits. I don't think like I do, but like, it's not enough where I'm. I don't really. In high school, yes. Mm-hmm. When my hormones were raging, I was a mess. My armpits were a mess. So maybe when you go through menopause someday, you might have be like maybe. a heavy armpit sweater. But they also have new things like um, they have this thing called MiraDry, and it actually kills the sweat glands in your armpits. <gasps> Goodbye. That doesn't sound healthy, but I would try it. You have, I want to kill you have the like sweat glands in my million, hands. You have four million sweat glands. Oh, wow. Really? So I'm just going to tell you Fun one facts. more thing about sweating. I actually did you guys know this was a podcast about sweating you guys hyperhidrosis it's a problem I sweat too much on my face it's aggressive so I also ordered a um it's called an electric antiperspirant and I'm basically going to electrocute my face Hmm. to not sweat anymore so I'll let you know how that goes where did you get this tool from (laughs) the internet Amazon I'm scared it was not Amazon it's coming from someone's basement Amazon Probably. They're like, this will be hilarious when people start electrocuting themselves. Okay, you keep us posted on It that. looks like I'm Hannibal Lecter because it comes with like a mask I have to put on. Oh my God, Jenny. <laughs> I'll take pictures. It'll be great. You're going to turn out like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> and I just want to point out this farmer's tan, which is still here from my trip. You know, I pulled weeds yesterday. I didn't wear any sunscreen and I have no tan. You. I'm just white. No, I I'm would, so pale. I'm blending into this I wall. Can, I can fix this farmer's tan in like no time by just being outside for like 20 yeah, minutes yeah. this weekend. Like that's all I need. I also have no makeup on other than the lipstick, so I look very pale. But I didn't get any sun. Anyway, let's get back to. We should probably who talk cares? about people don't podcasting. care about this. Okay. Yeah. 
You guys want a podcast? Kenny's like, please. He's like, please stop talking about sweating, you fuckers. All right. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Well, you don't have any paper. I'm fine. Okay. Have you met me before? I know, I know. <laughs> so I, this is like one of the first things I searched because I was in a hurry. I'm always interested in what me, you search. But let me tell you a story. So <laughs> this is a story about John Wildey. Wow. Wildy, Wildy, not sure. Wildebeest. He's from England. Ooh. And he, at the time of the story, is 77 years old, adorable Aww. old man. Mm-hmm. And him and his buddy went on, his buddy flies a Cessna, which is like one of those little planes. Mm-hmm. My dad used to fly Cessnas for fun. And I went up with him one time. I've talked about that before. And That's I was terrible. like, get me off this fucking thing like I'm terrified um anyway so him and his buddy were like his buddy was like hey they they would go up quite often and he's like hey do you want to come go visit another friend it was about 60 miles away we'll take the Cessna and we'll just go in the countryside hang out for a little bit and then head back and he's like yeah sure why not so a little bit about John though before we start the story at the time he's 77 he's a widow mm-hmm. so he had lost his wife when when he was 65 so about 10 Wait, years does that make him a widower a widower i don't know does it kenny does it you make know, him a, if you're a man and your wife dies aren't you a widower wouldn't I he be the widow no, no he's a widow i thought oh. widow i thought it was, was a, just intersex like change gender neutral term mm-hmm. this is a, a gender widow. neutral podcast I jenny no god damn it okay keep going uh, all right his uh, wife uh, died uh, he lives his, alone he lives alone he's retired he retired when he was 65 a widower is a man i also feel like jenny's just smarter so we should probably just <laughs> when she makes a statement like that don't listen to me because chances are i'm gonna be wrong uh, anyway anywho he's a retired english teacher and um he also served for like 35 years prior to that. He was in the British Armed Forces in the Air Force. He was never in like the Air Force, but he was a desk clerk. Oh, okay. Maybe not for 35 years, but for a long time. So like he was familiar with like plane language, but he had never flown a plane. Mm-hmm. He had been a passenger in a plane, but he's no like flight experience. Right. Like most of us. <laughs> By the way, I had to go to the airport the other day to drop someone off and pick someone up. Yeah. And I kind of forgot how to get there because it's been so long <laughs> since I've been in the airport. I, and I was like, do I go to arrivals or departures or which one is which? Oh, I was so nervous. Yeah, I got nervous in the airport just in general because there were people there were people everywhere. And I was like, oh, God, it was packed. Oh, yeah. so sign of the times. Okay. <sighs> so he goes. I need to start looking at my notes. So he they take this trip. And they go visit their friend. They have a lovely cup of tea, as he said. They had a great smashing time. And on the way, on the flight back, his friend is like, just showing more on the plane. Like, oh, this is the um, accelerator. This is the brake. Like, just like showing him because there's so many buttons and stuff, whatever. Sure. So a little bit of time goes by and his friend is like, hey, can you take can you take the wheel essentially I'm not feeling like I'm having a really hard time breathing I just need a minute and John was like yeah sure so he's just hold- I mean you don't really do anything like you just hold the stick thing you hold the, the yoder I think it's called a yoder <laughs> maybe think- don't don't look that up Kenny because it's probably wrong so his friend is like starting so to there's hype like an Amish guy there that he handled <laughs> up to I think it's also called a yoder okay Sounds great. Do you want me to look that up? Yeah, I do, because I want to know if I'm wrong or not. Like Y-O-D-E-R? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's an Amish man, but go ahead. I also visually watched this documentary, so it could be spelled differently. But in my mind, that's how I spelled it. Okay. okay. So I'm his calling friend. It the joystick. So far, I'm getting grills. It's a very popular brand of grill. Like <laughs> Put, no, type in what is the, what is the steering wheel of a plane called? <laughs> a wheel. It's going to say a wheel, called? you dummy. A yolk. A yolk. Like an egg. Like an egg. So there wasn't an Amish man, but there was an egg. Like an egg. Like an egg. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. So. <laughs> great. This okay, is a great self-esteem booster, this podcast. Really. Um, Obviously. So, he's, so John takes the yolk and... His he notices his friend is starting to hyperventilate like Uh-oh. there's and these are two older men so he's like holy shit what's wrong with him and he starts <gasps> like freaking out and then all of a sudden he throws his head back and he's stiff no and John's like buddy I, they didn't say the guy's name he's like buddy are you okay and he doesn't move and his eyes are open oh my god is he dead and he feels for a pulse and he doesn't feel one and he's dead so John's like, fuck. Just dead. Just dead. Just dead. And not only like is he distraught because one of his best friends is sitting dead next to him, but he's also realizing like. I'm flying a plane. Shit. I don't know how to fly a plane. And we're far from the airport. But it doesn't matter how far you are. He's like, I'm flying a plane. And it's like the evening. So it's not like in the morning. It's getting darker out. So he picks up the. And it's so funny when he's doing the documentary because he doesn't know the name to any of these instruments either like he's like I pick up the the little receiver thing and I just I, I pick it up and I'm like mayday 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 the pilot is dead like I don't and I'm a passenger like I don't know what to do so there is at this point once all of this happens he's about 20 miles from the nearest small airport mm-hmm. and so their little traffic control department picks up and they're just like okay what's going on what's the situation and they're like can you land here and he's like I don't know how to fly a plane and they're like, okay, we're going to reroute you to the international airport, which is about 45 minutes away. But they have a bigger landing strip, and they have a better air traffic control system and just lighting and stuff like that. So they reroute him, and he's fine. Like, he he's figured out how to, like, keep the plane at a certain altitude and, and whatever. But the sad thing is, is, like, the sun's setting, and it's getting dark. And he also doesn't know how to turn on the lights inside the plane or outside the plane. Oh, that's not good. And there's everything. Like if you've ever been in a little Cessna, there's like switches everywhere. Like they were saying in the interview, like you could flip something and it could be the engine switch and you could just kill the engine. So you don't want to just start like obviously like flipping buttons to find the lights. So they reroute him. And he's like, okay, I can do, I got it. I can do this. I mean, he's freaking out, but he has a great sense of humor the whole time. So they get in contact with the new air, the inner, the um, international airport, and they stop all flights from coming in. They ground everything. They basically shut down the airport. And there was a crosswind at one particular airstrip that they wanted to use that had really good lighting, but they didn't want him to fly in the cross. They didn't want him to land in the crosswind because it could flip his plane. And if you're not, great of flying you could die so there was one particular airstrip that where the wind was blowing at him and that's what they wanted to help slow him down and it would help glide him down to the um to land oh god the only problem with this one particular airstrip is it didn't have any lighting 
So he'd he have to land have in the lights. dark. Mm, okay. Yep. So also the issue is the air traffic control at this giant big airport. They don't know how, like the gears and the switches in a Cessna. Mm-hmm. They're used to like, you know, jets, jets, like Boeing's and stuff like that. So they have to call in a special flight instructor mm-hmm. from a local flight school to drive to the airport, to the air traffic control to help this guy, like figure out how to turn on his lights and how to land this thing. So while they're waiting for the flight instructor to arrive, like 30 minutes passes and he's just like, okay, I'm just going to like, he gets to the airport and he's like circling. They also send up two helicopters to kind of like sit next, like kind of coach him and help him. And they're talking to him and stuff and just trying to give him advice as to when he lands. And, and they also talk about landing a plane is the hardest thing a pilot has to do. Like it takes technique. It takes just confidence and a lot of hours. Like if you're a new pilot, you can't even attempt to land a plane until you have 30 hours of training. Like training in the classroom and then also flight hours too. So it's a very hard thing to do. Okay. So the flight instructor finally arrives. Good. And basically he was like, you know, to your right, there's a bunch of switches, flip, flip those up and you, you'll have some lighting. So he finally has lighting and, um, they situate him to make his first attempt to land. Mm -hmm. So he starts to go in and, um, as he's approaching the landing strip, Again, this particular landing strip has no lights, and he freaks out and aborts the mission and just increases the speed and goes back up in the air, Uh-oh. which is one of my biggest fears. Like, if you're landing a plane, like you're on a commercial plane, and then all of a sudden they decide not to land and just go back in the air, I think I would just be like, ah, I'd pass out. Just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he does that, and then um, let me see where I am. Okay. I have all these details. I mean, really. So essentially, it's like he's flying blind. Because yeah. he, he can't see anything. So then he goes for a second attempt. And he aborts that mission too. Oh, God. So they're like... And, and so he says to the air traffic control, he's like, I can't do this. Like, I need lights. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't see the airstrip. I'm, I can't do this. So they're like, okay, let's reroute him to the bigger landing strip with the lighting. Even though there's a crosswind, we'll take our chances. So they reroute him to the other side of the airport. And he, go, he goes over there. And he this is his third attempt now. So he third goes times in, a charm. Third times a charm. No. So, <laughs> so I guess when you land, when you're landing a plane, there's lights, like at a big international airport. There's red lights and white lights, uh-huh. and if those turn, I'm, it's something like if those all are red, that means you're not in line to land correctly. Where if they're red and white, then you're okay to land. Like it's almost like a signal to the pilot as they're landing. So. They're, they're trying to run through all this stuff with him. And, and think about it. He also has to have, like, the wings at the right degree, the rudders. He's got, like, there's all sorts of things he has to understand. Oh, know. God. So he gets in line third third time down, and he's, air traffic control's like, he's too high. He's going to miss the run. Like, he's going to completely miss the runway. Also, in the area, you've got residential communities. You've got major highways. And there's also the third largest oil refinery in um, England oh. that's right nearby so if his plane if he crashes the plane and it explodes there's a chance that everything's going everything's up. going up and it was really it was not sweet but John was like I wasn't concerned about me dying he was like I was concerned because for the longest time my plane didn't have any lights 
that someone was going, like another plane was going to hit me and I was going to kill other people. Right. He's like, I was more concerned or landing into like a residential area or Mm -hmm. something like that. So he was just a very sweet, like looking out for everybody else while also trying to like make joke. Like he was trying to keep it light as much as he could. Um, so he goes down for the third attempt and they, the air traffic controller then is like abort mission. You're too, you're too high. So he goes back up and goes around and he's starting to lose confidence at this point. I mean, he had no confidence to begin with, but now he's like, shit. So this is the fourth try and they're like, okay, now make sure your, your nose is lower. You have to line it up with the right. So he goes down and he's too low this time. And they're like, they're like, you're basically, if you keep going, you're just going to crash into the air. So he aborts the mission again. And goes back up. So this is the fifth time. And um, he's also running out of fuel. Of course he is. So he doesn't have those little Cessnas. They don't keep hold a lot of fuel. So um, so for the fifth time, he is making his descent. It's He's about 80, going about 80 miles an hour. He's about a half a mile to the airport. And he makes it past the residential area. And he's landing. Everything looks as good as it can look. And it's interesting because the air traffic controllers were talking to him, but they also had a separate line that they were talking and they were basically without him hearing saying like, this isn't going to end well. Like this is, this is not good. Like it wasn't, it wasn't promising. That that makes me scared that they're going to accidentally like, you know how you accidentally like don't hang up the second line and you start talking about someone. Cause what if he hears that? Yeah. Then he's just like, fuck. They also had a rescue team on hand and the rescue, the, the lady was mostly talking to him because they wanted like a female voice for Sue that, to keep him calm and stuff. So she was like, John, you can do it. You got this, like do this for your family, like whatever. So this is the fifth time he land, he, he starts to make his descent, everything, you know, the planes wobbly and, and rickety and everything. And, and he said he made, he almost made a fatal mistake where he looked down at the ground Mm-mm. as he's like super close to the runway and as he did that, his hand like hit the um, steering, the yoke, the yoke and the, the, the plane like dipped. Oh God. And he almost lost com- complete control of the plane, but he ended up landing and it was super bumpy and he went into a field and he landed safely. They're like, turn off the engine. And he's like, I don't know how. So he turned off the engine. He, he gets out. They do confirm that his friend is dead. Um, which he kind of thought, but they had an ambulance there to rescue him and, um, make sure he, he had no injuries or anything like that. And, um, it's interesting because he, I think it was, oh, two weeks after the accident or incident rather, he signed up for flight school lessons. Oh my God. To take flight classes because he wanted to learn how to properly, so he would never be in that situation again. I don't think he is going to be in that I know, but I think it was again. like one of those things where he's just like, I, I also have this fear and I want to overcome it. And so he enrolled in flight school after that. Oh my God. Or flight lessons, not school, but yeah. At 77. At 77. And I looked, I, I don't know if he's still alive. This was back in 2013. Oh, okay. So, and he was 77. So God rest his soul if he's not alive still, but maybe oh. he is. I don't know. Oh. I mean, he's a Cali. Callie's really moving around in here. Yes, yeah, she is. We can move her in the other room, Kenny, if you... Okay. It's fine. She wants to hang out with us. Um, so, yeah, that is the survival story of John Wildey. Yes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yay. Like, can you imagine landing a plane just by voice, like, someone telling you what to do? No, absolutely not. I would think... I'd be like, can't you just, like, put a helicopter above me and have someone, like, take a rope and, like, 
shimmy down and like jump in the door and just fly the plane home take this over um hold on i was supposed to mention our new patrons oh yes oh he was also in the air a total of two hours flying oh god with the dead body too yeah with his best friend dead body next to him um okay well i love that story i like that he's he went to flight school because he was scared after that (laughs) it's really cute yeah it's a good ending um okay our new patron is ellie Weinhoven, Winhoven. Okay. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Shout out. Yes. Welcome to the family. If you guys want to join, uh, just go to patreon.com and search for Sip Survive Repeat. So thank you, Ellie. And she's getting lots of cool stuff like a discount on merch and this particular shout out. She's also getting a personalized message from Callie. Callie was so excited to do it. Yes. She's honored. 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 Also, check us out on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to do that and subscribe. Um, hold on. I got to pull up my notes. And that's the only time we're going to tell you to subscribe because I think it's annoying when you watch YouTube videos and they tell you like five times throughout it, although I've just mentioned it twice, to subscribe. Like we get it. Fucking subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and a subscription. <laughs> hey The only time I hear it is Declan watches YouTube like all the time and they always say that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know. So, okay. I'm sweating. Are you? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, I have a pretty short story today, um, but I thought it was a goodie. Oh, let me just fill up your sure. giant box uh, of wine. Here, I'll just bring mine over there, too. Here. I got you. Wait. Okay, keep going. Okay. I'm doing a story of Chris Gursky. Okay. And Chris Gursky is married to... Are you okay? Kenny, are you watching this? Look, look. No, look at this. Look at the talent. She's like, what, why are you... Why? Just guess it, it works. I it guess. Works. Don't knock until you For try it. For people not watching on YouTube, she's just holding the box up and pouring it in. With her arm wrapped around it. Yeah. yeah. It's All right. Stretching. Okay. Stretching. I like it. Okay. Chris Gursky and his wife, Gail, went to a little place called Interlaken, Switzerland. Okay. Have you been there? I have been there. I knew you had been there. <laughs> uh, I went to Interlaken. It's gorgeous. Uh, this is the place that had, I think I told you about hostels. We talked about hostels. Mm-hmm. This was the one that had double beds, bunk beds. So if you didn't know who was in your room, you were going to sleep with a stranger. You were going to know him real soon. You're going to get real comfortable with mm-hmm. him. This is also where they had cockroaches, but also a bar. And so I would just oh. get real drunk because I saw cockroaches and I freaked out and was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Were they big ones or just normal little size ones? Mm. That's big. That's big enough for me. Which I was like, how? Because, I mean, I guess they can happen it's anywhere. It's cold in Switzerland. Yeah. We don't have them really up here. It was spring, so it was kind of nice where we were. But, like, okay, so we got there, and um, we took a train, because that's how we got around. You think your story is short, but it's not. Someone asks you all types of questions about Switzerland. Just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get there, and we, um, it's pitch black. There, I mean, it's it's very, like. It's like in the middle of mountains. Yeah. You know, Interlaken's just like in the midst of things. So we get there and we're looking around and I thought there were just really big clouds in the sky. Mm-hmm. The next day we woke up, they were mountains. <gasps> they were snow covered mountains. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a cloud. <sighs> and then we went, um, where did we go? We went like hiking around and we found this like old abandoned like castle thing. Mm. It was really cool. And then I really wanted to go horseback riding, but no one else wanted to. So I was like, fuck off everyone. Um, but 
it was very pretty. And um, we are going to be talking about Chris and his wife doing some, uh, I'm sorry, hand, hang gliding. I thought, nope. I, was, I thought it was hand gliding this whole time. Hang, yeah. I thought it was hand. That's the one where you hang and it's like a giant kite. Yeah, with your hands. Yeah, terrifying. Which it is could <laughs> be hang glide or hand gliding. I don't, it's hang. I, I know it is, but it could also, in your defense, that's you. also a really good name for it. Thank you. All right. So they had, they're not, uh, they are an adventurous couple. They do things like, sounds like it, like zip lining. Hmm. And I have to say interlocking is kind of like for the adventurous. Okay. Um, so I will briefly tell my version of how things happen for me whilst in interlock and then we'll get to Chris okay uh so I went there and I wanted to go horseback riding and everyone else was like let's go paragliding and I was like sorry what you want to what what's that well I'm glad you asked paragliding is when you get to the top of a mountain and you um put a parachute on that's already open so at least you know it's, it works, mm-hmm. and you lay it down behind you, and you strap it on, and then you run off the edge of the mountain. No. Like a cliff? Yeah. And then you glide down, hence no. para, parachute, gliding, paragliding. And I was freaking the fuck out, and my friends were like, there was like a bunch of old dudes and one super hot guy. And my friends were like, we'll even let you have the hot guy. Because you have to go tandem. Like, you don't maybe. go by yourself. I was That was my next. I figured you went with someone else. Yeah. But. So um, we get to the top. And of course, the guy I'm going with, the hot one, is the one who wants to go first. And so he's like, who's coming with me? And he has like this very thick accent. Cute accent, yeah. Of course. And he has kind of like long, like luxurious hair. He kind of mm-hmm. looks like a Ken doll. If we're gonna be honest it's but like blonde like a swedish kendall yes so he's like i go i am i am and he goes and you are and i go jenny and he goes and of course i am tom <laughs> i was like oh. but of course of course of course tom. you are and uh we get strapped together and he's behind me and he's telling me what's gonna happen which is like you run and then when you when you feel the parachute come up sit you like pretend like you're sitting in a chair or on him or in this case on his lap near his dick a girl's gotta ride a girl's got to ride (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you should put a little like paraglider whatever (laughs) emblem next to that (laughs) and right before we started to first you walk and then you run towards the cliff edge Jenny, this sounds terrible. I can't believe you did this. I know. Well, I looked at my friends and I go, I cannot believe that I'm about to run off a mountain with a man and a piece of nylon strapped to my back. If I die, you're all dead. But like I, what if you change your mind? Like, right, like. There's no changing. Once the parachute is up, you're going. Okay. So. So we jump off the mountain and we're going and uh, it was really pretty. It was very cold because when you're up that high, it's brisk. Yeah. And he, the things I hate. there were like these controls, like handles that yeah. came down from the parachute and he was like using them to like steer us. And we were like chasing a bird and he goes, would you like to k- take control? And I'm like, no, no Tom, get the fuck out of here with that. Tom, Tom, just keep doing what you're doing. Tom, you're in charge of this parachute. Let I'm me just sit on your lap. Ride on your lap. A girl's got to ride. Get it together. 
And then we landed and it was fine. And the la- landing is weird because you kind of like, like kind of fall. fall. Yeah. Don't you like, it's, it's a little it, rough. I feel it like it looks like you're coming in slow, but as you get closer to the ground, all of a sudden you're like, no, we're going real fast. <laughs> Shit. Um, so yeah, I think we kind of sort of, I kind of sort of fell a little bit back onto him, I think, but mm-hmm. again, he was delicious. So he had enough muscle and I, weighed, I weighed a lot less then. So, but I did have, I had glorious hair just like him. So we would have had glorious hair. You just see children. this beautiful hair, like floating down the mountain. Yeah. His little blonde and my gorgeous red curls. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, that's my story. I didn't die and nor did I have a survival. It, I mean, we, it was fine. Everything went as planned. <laughs> That's my interlocking story. Okay. Chris Gursky, on the other hand, he decided he and him and his wife were like, we love ziplining. Let's go hang gliding, which I was like, that's a jump. That's not even close. Mm-mm. I would do ziplining. Yeah. It's easy. I would easy. not do hang gliding. Mm-mm. So they get ready to go and um, they go up. Uh, they jump I think similar to me they jump off of like a mountain it's not you're not in a plane or anything okay and this instead of a parachute you have basically like a kite a kite it's like a big kite it's a kite with can the, you imagine with, jumping out a plane with one of those <laughs> like you're like you, you jump out and it comes out it's like cling cling like cling, cling like the <laughs> like bat wings <laughs> no um so so you like run go for it and then just yeah and, and you go tandem so there's someone behind okay. you and you're all strapped together, and then you, you're basically the, the pole that you hold on to is, like, below you, here. Mm-hmm. And you hold it, and then your instructor can hold, like, around you, is what the picture slash, there's a video. There's a video. <laughs> I watched the video earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, our friend Chris here, uh, he sees his wife go first, and it... It looks lovely, and he, you know, is watching her glide down gracefully. He's like, and, God, I love her. And he's like, God, Gail. Uh, Gail, get, you're gliding. Let me get down there, because when we, we hit the ground, we're about to do it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be, like, adrenaline. Yeah. Not to be, like, a sicko. Maybe. But, like, your adrenaline's running. Yeah. Like, I just think it would be kind of hot. Anyway, um, I did not have sex with Tom. Um, and then... Uh, him and his guide, his tandem partner, they run off the mountain. And before he can even figure out what's going on, he realizes that something is amiss. Oh, no. Why, you may ask? Because he's hanging on to the hang glider by one hand. What? He is hanging down with, one, with his left hand, which he's right-handed, so he's using his non-dominant hand oh. because his instructor forgot to strap him <gasps> into the harness. Not strapped into the harness. That is called a... Um, a lawsuit? C- no, that's called a CLM. <laughs> What's that? A career limiting move. <laughs> that instructor sh- will not have a career after this, I hope. God damn it. So he he actually had a GoPro um, hooked up to oh the my back God. of the hang glider. And so it caught the whole thing. So I have to watch the video he's now. He's hanging on by his left hand. Uh, And he reaches up and he grabs (gasps) the instructor with his right hand. So he's basically hanging on by his arms and just dangling. The rest (gasps) of him is just dangling. And also, what would that do with, like, 
the friction of that, like, I feel like you're going to be all over the place because you have a body hanging. It's not like you're one seamless, like, straight line. Uh-uh. You hanging down now. Because, oh. like, the glider is going yeah. this way and you're going this so way. the wind and the, yeah. Okay. Not great. Not a great. It's not a great situation mm-mm. to be in. No, it's not. And he said, it's a good thing that I'm really stubborn and apparently have very strong wrists. Thank God. <laughs> like what did he call it hold on I have a couple quotes in here um well first he said I looked down from where I was dangling and I thought man it looks beautiful up here the trees are so beautiful right now because it was fall it was November and he's like and I'm gonna die here so let's take it all in (laughs) I guess it's gorgeous you know that's a really good like (laughs) attitude I hope I have that attitude if I'm ever in that situation. Like, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to take this in. He's like, this is gorgeous. Good. All right. Uh, and then he he said, I'm glad I'm strong-minded and strong-wristed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Also mm-hmm. good. Um, so he's trapped in nowhere. Strapped into nothing. Just hanging. Hanging by his arms. Okay. Like a, um, a pull-up, but he's not doing pull-ups. Yeah. And also only one hand on the bar. The other hand is just on the instructor, instructor who tried to kill him. Not on purpose. He actually said, the pilot, which is the guy who's tandem, uh, was a stand-up guy, even though he almost killed me. <laughs> I was like, wow. It was an accident. Oops. Um, so anyway, so the pilot really worked hard to land quicker, like get him down quicker. And I'm like, well, that's yeah, good. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Thanks, dickwad. And um, when they landed, uh, shockingly, Chris only fractured his right wrist and tore a tendon. Oh, that was it. That's it. That was it. And even landing without being strapped in would be so yeah, intense would, and rocky. Because he would hit first. Yeah. Well, and you have no, there's no stability. Like and you're just like a free like, noodle. I'm just wondering if he, when he, the ground got close, did he just let go? He did. In the video, he did. Okay. I didn't watch the whole end. Yeah. At the end, like when they were like five feet above the ground, he just dropped. It was his bicep that tore because he was holding on so tight. Oh, oh. shit. Ow, that would be so painful. Yeah. I've heard bicep like tears are awful. Kim's dad did it, and he said like he saw his muscle just like <gasps> yep. pop up into his arm. Yep, I've nope. heard that's what happened. And nope. he just couldn't like use his arm for weeks. Yeah. So does it? did he have to get surgery or just heal uh, itself? No, I think you have to get it fixed because they have yeah, to pull they had it to, like, down. Pull it back down and basically it's reattach like a, it. It's like an elastic band that like pops. Yeah. That's disgusting. He said it was like a rubber band in his arm I've just heard. like popped mm. up I, someone else someone i know had that happen mm. and they told me it was the same thing it like rolled up i hope it that like, never yeah. happens to me i mean i don't use those muscles enough for it to like happen so i did do some push-ups this was just from like from lifting knees. a tv like, oh it was god like, really yeah Jesus. it just popped or so you're saying this it just happened anytime okay yeah. i got a kettlebell in the mail and i'm doing kettlebell workouts good for you so i want a kettlebell I've heard those are fun workouts. I love Are you doing the swings? I'm going to do swings and the deadlifts and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I downloaded an app. It was free. Now, back to this guy. So again, I, like I said. Uh, that he, also would be sexy to be like, you survive that. Take your clothes yeah. off minus your bicep. <laughs> Cover that with a sheet or something. Just lay that there. <laughs> um, one thing that he mentioned. Well, I'll tell you in a sec. But he basically... Uh, he told some of his friends what had happened uh, once he got to the hospital because he had to go to the hospital. He had to get th- some things fixed. And um, they didn't believe him at first. And he also didn't remember to take his GoPro off the back of the hang glider. Oh. And so the company ended up bringing it to him in the hospital. And I'm guess what? they did. Guess they erased what? it. They deleted uh-huh. the file. See, that makes me want to just put it out there then. 
So he called GoPro. <gasps> oh, and he yes, was like, you did. What up? I got this video of me falling from a hang glider, and I would really like it if I could recover Shame it. Shame on them. Yeah, what a, snakes. what a dick move. And he actually, he didn't press any charges. He did not sue them. He did nothing. He, he Even actually, after, now, if they deleted the video, then I would do those and things. He ne- and he never mentioned what company it was. So you could still hang glide with these fools and that he guy because he never <laughs> disclosed who his it was. name was tom just kidding <laughs> his name was of course tom <laughs> he had long goldy locks he was gorgeous no um so yeah he never pressed so charges. gopro so it, got his the video it was, it was either gopro or they hooked him up with like some kind of technology company that was able to retrieve the data because i think wow. it, you know once you record it i think it goes up to the cloud of some yeah. sort and then it can go you can't delete it. anything like just no, stop once it's recorded just yeah fucked so so yes, so he got the video and then he posted it on YouTube under the title Swiss Mishap <laughs> on YouTube. It got 9.9 million views. Wow. Um, and he, he said that he really wanted to go hang gliding again. And it was the sweetest reason why. As he was coming down, unattached to anything, hanging on for dear life, he saw his wife who had landed safely and she was glowing so much and looked so happy and fulfilled that he was like i want that wait (laughs) wait she looked happy and fulfilled as he was hanging dangling from a well i don't think she realized at that point oh okay i'm like yeah she was gonna get your life insurance policy (laughs) she's like i'm gonna be rich (laughs) she's like finally (laughs) i've been trying to be adventurous for 10 years and now he's gonna kick it and he he actually i don't know if he told this to the press or who but he said i will go hang gliding again as i did not enjoy my first flight (laughs) like oh my god this guy so he uh a couple years later him and his wife returned to interlaken and he flew with one of the world's best hang gliders i bet he did his name was wolfgang seiss and i was like that's very sassy switzerlandish so anyway so he did it again this time it was a perfect flight he said he felt like he was flying he felt like he was floating and it was everything that he wanted it to be so uh, he survived falling from the sky via hang glider, and then he uh, decided to do it again and had a great experience. And when he, they asked him, do you think people who are considering going should do it? And he said, yeah, I feel like my experience was like one in a million. Like, yeah, if you're interested in doing it, it's totally worth it. So I guess if you want to hang glide, do it. Do it. So that is the story of Chris Gursky. Good job. Thanks. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Kenny. Okay. So a woman trespasses at a Miami high school and poses at a student to do what? Okay, say that again. Sorry, I was only partially a listening. A woman trespasses at a Miami high school and poses as a student to do what? Mm. Become prom queen. <laughs> to try out for the cheerleading squad. To gain Instagram followers. No. Instagram's like so last year. Gosh. Duh. Twitch. (laughs) She gets to the school and like security stops her. She's like, oh, I'm registering. I'm a new student. She dresses as a student and everything. What is this? My first kiss or whatever that movie is with Drew Barrymore? (laughs) Yes. Instead of going to the office, she starts walking down the hallway and stopping students before going to their classrooms. And they later found out she was handing out flyers with her Instagram handle saying, you should follow me. And they immediately throw in the garbage. Pretty much. Yeah. I can't like, imagine gaining f- followers from that. Dummy. And then security finally got to her. She was arrested. She got a fine. 
I don't understand why she thought Xerox copies. How old is this lady? Twenty-eight. Yikes! What's okay? That explains it. I can't imagine being in high school. Some lady being like. Follow me on Instagram. You'd be like, go away. And she handed you a fucking a piece flyer. of paper. A flyer. And she, yeah, she's handing you paper. Yeah. They don't, they don't use paper in high school anymore, those high school kids. No. No. They're all digital. Stop it. It's like earlier when I read this headline, I thought it was her posing as a student on Instagram, like to gain followers, like catfishing. Yeah. Because oh. I didn't actually read the story. I read the headline. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a good one. Always. And That's what I, I always do. And then you were like, oh shit, it's even weirder I read it through, than I'm like, thought. oh wait, this is really this weird. This is perfect. <laughs> So weird. Again, always in Florida. Wait, you said it was in Florida, Miami? Miami, Miami. yeah. You guys. I mean, after I got my Botox, though, I could probably sneak into a high school now. Definitely. No wrinkles. (gasps) I'd look like a fresh 18 face. Uh, Oh, Oh, there's Callie. All right, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you to our new patron. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.